0: Coming to you from New York City, this week and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel. As always, joined by Mike Coscarelli. With us today, the Reformed tours All right. Reformed tours are Katie Frame and Marie Anderson. Thank Hi. you guys so much for being here.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having us.
0: All right. So, uh, the Reformed Tours are a comedy duo. They do musical comedy. They're very, very successful. Uh, Marie, you play a ukulele. I do. And you crush that. Katie, what instrument do you play?
1: I play uh, guitar and accordion.
0: Boom. All of that.
1: Do you play anything?
0: Just myself.
1: <laughs> Just a skin
0: the, the, Yep, that's it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Reformed Taurus, thanks so much for being here. So... Um, Let's see. Now, obviously, as a female group, you guys are duo comedians. I would assume you guys get harassed quite often when you go on stage. There's a difference between male and female comedians. Males don't get asked to show their genitalia because the male genitalia is absolutely hideous and it should be murdered with a bizarre uh, sword that's been blessed by a witch. So, uh, <laughs> I, don't
1: know if I couldn't agree with that. you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: So, when you guys go on stage, I would assume you guys get taunts and you guys get treated terribly, and then you have to stand up and be strong women and tell everyone that uh, they're terrible men.
1: So I mean, we're not that aggressive. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> you could be though.
1: We could be. I mean, you know, we've you know. Here's the honest to god truth. You want to talk about hecklers for a second? Uh, we realize, like, if you're super aggressive in our in our case, for us, mm-hmm. it's different for everybody. Um, it doesn't. It just backfires. So you kind of have to like. You gotta try, just shut him, shut him apple down apple. as quick as you can, and then move on with your life.
0: Right. So you guys were just recently in South Dakota. You were doing the Sturgis Bike Rally, which is a very successful bike rally, full of hairy dudes and uh, random menage a trois. Was uh, the crowds in Sturgis more or less offensive than the crowds here in New York City? Because, you know, New York City has this idea that it's a metropolitan area and everyone is very uh, PC and liberal. And, of course, everyone thinks that South Dakotians and people that go to Sturgis are a bunch of rabid animals and uh, <laughs> they worship the devil.
1: Well, Yeah, I mean, there, there's, they actually don't worship the devil. They don't. They would definitely <laughs> very much not worship the devil. Oh, okay. But, uh, very God-fearing people. I didn't but, know. Um, but... They uh, they're actually very. They were super respectful. Yeah, we had a really. In good we were, yeah. we were shocked. So we got booked
2: to play the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, um, and we were quite uh, nervous going in because we had no idea what to expect. Right. Certainly because of the bikers, they have that. St- the stereotype of bikers can be kind of, kind of scary, but honestly, we met some of the nicest people on the planet. Um, a lot of former Marines. Um, our good buddy Stanley. We met the very first day. What up, Stanley?
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice shout outs to Stanley.
2: Yeah, who who would go to our show every night and then help us carry our equipment back to our RV that they gave us. Nice. And I don't know. It was just a, I was pleasantly surprised with how how nice everybody was. So right. We didn't actually get that many hecklers. I mean, the only, my only complaint about the bikers is that, because we do comedy, and we would be singing right. our comedy songs, and we'd be waiting for the laughter to roar, but a lot of the bikers were just too cool for school uh, to laugh. They're kind of a stoic bunch.
0: <laughs> a stoic? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Drunken stoic.
0: Mm-hmm. Soft, but, stoic, and very, very loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah very loud. Yeah.
0: So um, how did you guys form this group, Reform Tours? Because obviously, you know, musical comedy, it's definitely a specific genre. And uh, you guys fancy yourselves to be quite um, strong, proud women and feminists, and rightfully so. You guys sing about uh, how girls do poop, which, you know news to me, and I still don't believe it, and I refuse to acknowledge that. I'll show you later. No, 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 (laughs) don't. no need. We'll
2: send you (laughs)
1: our paper to the mail. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, that would be totally fine. So what was the uh, origin of the group, Reformed Whores? Well,
1: we met at a party, actually, in Brooklyn, um, like about five years ago now, and uh, we did not know anybody else at the party, and we bonded over the bacon-wrapped scallops, of course, oh. and uh, just started talking about boys and life and acting and whatever, and Marie was like, I play the ukulele, and I was like, oh, I play the accordion, and she's like, we should start a band. I was like, well, I'm, I'm coming over this week, whether you like it or not, and I did, and it was kind of creepy, but it worked out.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I
1: had snacks made and everything mm-hmm. oh, for that's, our first rehearsal.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. So how long did it take you guys from the beginning the, to start the idea Of uh, forming the group to actually going on stage. How long did it take you to write these songs?
1: (laughs) Well, we didn't. We had we wrote a couple songs and then Marie booked us a show and I was like, we're not ready, (laughs) but it worked out. It was fine. We did a show. We did like three songs on the show. Mm -hmm. songs that we do not do anymore. Birth control. Did we do birth control that day? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we did that one. Nice. Uh, Maybe we did four songs. Doppelganger is also another sketch
2: group uh, here in town. Or improv group. Yeah, improv. Yeah. They do improv. Sashir so okay. was on it. Nicole Bayer. That was their first night performance. Right. And it's Sashir as, f- right. as doppelganger.
0: And Sashir is now starring on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. She's a wonderful performer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you guys were in good company from the very beginning.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Nicole just got her. New show
0: on MTV. That's right. Of course, check out Nicole's show. It's a spinoff of uh, one of these girl code shows. So, you know, it'll be nothing but positive messages uh, aimed at young women, and it won't make them feel terrible forever for being Aww, alive. Um, that's totally fine. So, uh, as far as being a female comedy duo and, uh, you know, feminism, uh, feminism and comedy, we don't talk about this very much, do we, Mike? Mike doesn't have a mic today, but... No, I don't think We, we don't. don't. Okay. So y'all
2: don't know. sit around and talk about, Let's talk feminism. about feminism. No, right? not too much.
0: Where do you guys fit in with this world? Because, you know, a lot of people are offended by the term whores.
1: You, well, you know, That's true. there's a lot of uh, sex workers we found out are very offended by the term whores. And right. We and we had to kind of work through that.
0: Yeah. What happened? So a couple of prostitutes emailed you guys and they felt that you were sort of. Well,
1: Amanda Palmer
2: actually was very kind enough to post one of our music videos on her Facebook page.
0: Amanda Palmer, now she's a musician, right? Who does mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. music in no, Nashville? Not, she not she
1: country. she does. No, she does. Um, she was in the Dresden Dolls. She does this sort of like. Punk pop kind of independent stuff. Oh, she's married okay. to Neil Gaiman. Do you know Neil Gaiman? Of course. From... Yeah. 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 She's f- they're having a baby. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Neil Gaiman used to live in Menominee, Wisconsin, or he had a country house in Menominee, really? Wisconsin, where I went to school at UW Stout for a couple of years before I drank myself out of it. <laughs> and uh, it was very exciting because it's a you know it's the middle of nowhere, and I think he got a lot of his uh, a lot of his great writings done there.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't anyway, be surprised. So, Amanda... well, so she posted it, okay. and then we started getting a lot of well, um, she in her fa- she's feminist. With a capital F, which is great, and it's great. Sure. Um, but so she has a following of a lot of, um, and she's very pro, like sex workers and um, legalizing sex work and stuff. Yeah. So she has a following. So we got uh, some emails, and they were saying, well, you know, that's a very offensive term t- towards sex workers, and you should be more sensitive to that. And well, uh, and I have a lot of thoughts about that. But um,
0: what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's offensive? Do you see why they feel that way?
1: I think that the for me the bottom line is that like. You can say like, well, we're sex workers, so "whore" is our word. And my real feeling is that, like, you know, who wants the word anyway? But like, <laughs> but if you're gonna say it's our word or whatever, I would say it's women's words. It's it's a word that's directed at women, whether you're a sex worker or not. And right. I think that that's part of the reason why we chose it mm-hmm. um, to sort of to sort of shine a light on that term that can be very like hurtful and it's a very violent, very angry term. And uh, I think our goal is mainly to kind of start a dialogue, but in, like, a fun way. Like, you know, we right. we use it kind of in a light way to kind of get people talking. Mm-hmm. So, sorry to bring it down, everybody. No, no, it's no, no. great. That's how I feel. Um, and so I was trying to, you know, there th- we may never see eye to eye on these things, us and the sex workers, but... Um, then they then they then they suggested that we try sex work, and I was like, No, I think we're good. Oh, you got to! You just <laughs> start
0: getting paid for it. It's yeah. amazing.
1: yeah we do it all the time. Might as well get paid. The other right. thing oh my is, God, that, like, if I could
0: sell my body by the pound, I'd be a billionaire. Oh, oh no, that would be,
1: yeah. be wonderful.
0: Yeah, it like, would be nice. Buy that. Oh yeah, no, I mean, no one does. No, right. I literally try to sell it. it oh, doesn't, okay, doesn't work. It Doesn't work at all. Anyway, work you were saying, marketing. Katie?
1: No, just that um, you know they were trying to compare that word to like. The F, the F, word, or the N word, or something, and I was like, the thing about that is, it's like it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> and also, if you're a sex worker, like you're choosing to do that profession, you don't right. choose to be gay. You don't choose, you know. Um, well, uh, and, you can't
0: choose to be black. Rachel Dolezal, oh, did, right. for you're, example. All right, <laughs> yes, right. You can. I <laughs> there are some people. Set yeah. a precedent for that. You can identify.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But and if you're not choosing to be in sex work, then we need to help you.
0: Yeah, right. you yeah. know that's mm-hmm. like a different sure. issue entirely.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have I have lots of thoughts.
0: I mean, as culture gets more and more politically correct, it doesn't really matter what your thoughts about uh, these words are, because people are going to place their own ideas onto them. So, do you feel like the term "reformed horse" has cost you guys any work?
2: Well, we were banned from Disney. Um, you were
0: banned from Disney. Believe it or well, not. you weren't a pedophile, so yeah. you're not allowed to perform at Disney.
2: We were going to be on tour with Les Claypool, and we toured with him for two years, all over the country, right? Um, opening for him, and one of the tour dates was at the House of Blues, Orlando, and
0: nothing more authentic than the yeah. House of Blues, yeah. Orlando. Uh-huh. That's where BB King started, and that's where he played the majority of his career, and that's where he ended. BBC yeah. or
2: B-B-C-, B-B-C-, BBC? King? <laughs> yes. Um, But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so they, you know, they caught wind that we were the openers and um, we were, you know, women singing about dicks and they said, hell no. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of
0: female performers that do sing about raunchy things. I mean, Sarah Silverman made her entire career based off of it with uh, Jesus Magic. Right. So it must just be the term whore that they don't like.
1: I'll tell you what, though, in as much as as much as. In some ways, it can close some door. Mm -hmm. makes people nervous. Right. It's actually opened a ton of doors for us because the name is so kind of like, what? What is this? It piques people's interest. Right. And when you're in the sea, especially when you're first starting out and you're in a sea of performers and you're in a sea of comedians and, mm-hmm. and you're trying to stand out like if we had just been like the country gals like it n- we never would be <laughs> no we never we would, would never we, uh, we
2: started our big start in right. new york was opening for heavy metal bands right right and right. and then that we led to, have to like, opening the name, for less claypool know? and like yeah. i mean you know I'm proud of our name and it's
1: trademarked. And, (laughs) right, right, right. right. No, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I do think that, like, if we were a male band called Reformed Mm Horrors, we wouldn't have any problems at all. You think so? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. And that's not to be like, "Mm," you know, whatever. I just mean that in a very real kind of way. And that's fine. Like, we're just working against it. But that's, you know, we'll just keep trudging along. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. And I think, you know, as oh, oh. people... What's that? I
1: just wanted to say, it's about the PC thing. That's yeah. what, this is what's killing me. Like, this PC stuff is killing me right now because even with that, those sex workers, it's like it's just censorship. Right. You know, a sex worker, another woman is trying to censor other right. women that are talking about positive women things because they don't like the term. Right. And it's like, we have to start being able to use language. Especially as comedians, yeah. though. Especially as you doing. have to be able totally. to, like, alo- be allowed to offend people a little bit and shake people up and start conversations. And I think that even our name, just as what it is in any area, if anybody's offended by it, it's like, no, th- why? Why? Ask yourself why you're offended by it. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Right, and when you did ask these sex workers why they were offended about it, uh, why they were offended by it, it was because that's what they they think of it as the F word or the N word right. to them,
1: right? To them, and 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 right. they they. It's not that I don't understand that that's a very violent term used directly at sex workers, probably in like intense moments, and it can be very scary for them. But there's a you know there's a lot that word is used at women that are not sex workers in sex, in terribly violent moments, and you know what I mean, right? So I mean, I think that that's.
0: I mean, do you think that, I mean, political correctness, I mean, I will say, in fairness of political correctness, they do attack everybody. I mean, everybody has, yeah. you know, nobody is safe from being um, considered an extremely offensive person. But as women, do you ever get uh, upset with the idea that, you know, somehow you are perceived as being offensive when in reality, um, you could argue you've been a, an oppressed majority for the vast majority of history?
1: Sure. I mean, a, I think also that, like, you know, People should be sensitive with what they say on some level, for sure. And I think that people should say what they mean.
0: Right, mm. Marie? What's the uh, the purpose of the band? You know, you when you have songs like "Girls Poop Too," and I don't know why I can't get that one out of my head. It's hardcore erotica. I get I get rock hard every time I hear that song. I just can't get yeah. enough of the possibilities. Um, but what's the purpose of the style of comedy that you guys do? Because it is raunchy. It is very. Um, you guys own sexuality in a way that uh, not a yeah. lot of performers do.
2: Well, I think, I mean, we started the band just kind of willy-nilly at first because we, we met randomly at a party. And we both were going through really weird dating issues and relationship stuff. And so it really formed out of like just wanting to discuss being young women. <clears throat> in New York City having sex and and kind of owning it right and then from there it kind of morphed into definitely more of like a feminist type um, type message just because that's where we were growing as women and I think like we what we were talking about was was naturally funny at first and then um, we just kind of embraced it and and have, we're just taking over the world with our message of being subversive strong headed women. I think that we need to be there
1: needs to be more of it. Right. Also, I'll say that what only the only thing that makes it feminist what we're talking about really is, we're is that we're women ladies. talking about these things that guys can talk about all the time and it's it's like uh, the Amy Schumer movie. Right. And that movie's like not just as a script is not like a groundbreaking film by any stretch mm. of the imagination but what makes it groundbreaking is that she flips the script just in characters mm. right. if you put it back where it was men it's not like this it, it's a great we love the movie it's great but it's it's crazy that it's like that is so groundbreaking to have like a woman mm. Mm. who enjoys lots of right. sex so that's obviously <laughs> that movie just, is train wreck and i love no, that movie
0: wreck, right. very very much and uh, i cried during the death oh. the, se- the funeral of her father oh, who was played by colin quinn very emotional scene mike
2: yeah I, I didn't see it thank you for spoiling it though
0: it's in the ty- oh. It's in the bio of the damn movie. Is it? Yes, okay. it happens halfway yeah, it really through.
1: ruin it. He it doesn't. Really does it ruin it? it? No, no. Oh my God! Mike, you're it.
0: done. I, I oh. can't do it. <laughs> it's not. You go but you know, Amy Schumer just wanted to write a comedy, right? And this whole idea that somehow this but, is a new idea yeah. uh, that females can write and star in comedies is absolutely insane. Diane Keaton did it regularly in the '80s <sighs> and the '90s. So, what about the idea of them placing this idea, uh, this um, this premise that you guys are feminists and you guys, they they politicize what you guys are doing as opposed to just allowing it to be without having any sort of like, you know, ulterior motive or political meaning or political leaning because women are a very diverse voting block. As a matter of fact, Donald (laughs) Trump is up 13 percent in the female vote this past week. They're the ones that majorly supported him, which is, I mean, Republican women, obviously. But I mean, when you guys set set out to do this and when Amy Schumer set out to make that movie, you just want to do comedy.
1: Right. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Th- I feel like there's a double standard there where society places this whole idea of this, they politicize female comedy, when in reality, why isn't it just the exact same way as when Louis C.K. made, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the TV show Louis? No one's like, that shows how wonderful um, the world is without women because that's a single dad <laughs> who's raising two daughters <laughs> right. and how wonderful, uh, you know, what a hero he is. It's just a dude doing comedy, living right. his life.
1: Right. And I think that, like, we're in a little bit of a climate where y- you. You know, we we make a pretty conscious choice to be like, okay, we have this platform. Like, we might as well try to talk about these things that are also useful. But in the meantime, it's funny and it's fun and anybody can enjoy it. And it doesn't, you don't have to, it's not heavy. It's not this, like, I, this conversation's kind of getting heavy. But, like, we're not, like, heavy, like, cut your dick yeah. off and shove it in your ass. Like, we're not oh like, kind of, like, feminist, you know. Lorena like, great and great the Bobbits. Yeah, yeah, not at all. We're
2: not that type. Um, (laughs) But it is funny. I mean, like we, our biggest um, viral video to date was our Rush Limbaugh video. We made a video uh, three years ago um, when Sandra Fluck was called, when he he called her a slut. She's a slut. She's a slut. Yeah. So we wrote a song called I'm a Slut and it went viral and then we got to go actually to Washington and play it in front of um, the Capitol building in front of a women's rally.
0: Oh, that's amazing! And we also did
2: girls' poop too, (laughs) (laughs) and our farts rang through the mall. That was like fart sounds. Maybe the best best
1: moment of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great. But I think a lot of people are trying to not a lot of people, but when that did happen, everyone was like, "Oh, you should get more into politics and like just stay with politics and stuff." And like, like I said, like we started off talking, started the band with like love and relationships and sex and stuff. And you know, the, the political stuff. We we go political when something really hits us and we have to say something. And I think that that's what it means to be a comedian or a writer or whatever, is that like if there's something that's taken place and you really, it hits you in a certain spot and you want to talk about it and write about it, that's what happens. And so we're not, we don't say we're a political band. right? But there, if fresh if Limbaugh calls Sandra Fluck a slut, we're going to write about it. If, you know, Sarah Palin tells um, the immigrants should speak American, we're going right. to write a song about it. You know? So, I mean, I don't know. We also like sex songs. We're trying to sing to write a little bit less about cum shots, though.
0: Uh, less cum shots. The
2: next song, maybe, possibly, we won't sing about sex. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Or we'll just sing. golden showers. <laughs> it's just like the thing that's always on our mind. But Yeah.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: Heaven forbid a woman only thinks about sex.
0: Yeah. Well, you're allowed to think about sex, and you guys do it in a very, very healthy way, and that's, the, that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So, let's see. You guys got to open for Les Claypool. Mm-hmm. And when you were in Sturgis, South Dakota, you got to open for Alice Cooper. That must have been very, mm-hmm. exciting. very
2: exciting. We've opened for Ralphie May.
0: Ralphie May. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, he's, he's slowly eating himself out of comedy there. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> I love Ralphie. How, how was uh, opening? Now, what's the difference between opening up for a stand-up comedian crowd? You have Ralphie May's audience, which I, which I would assume... Looks a lot different than Alice Cooper's audience, which I would assume looks a lot different than Les Claypool's well, audience.
1: Ralphie is like very dirty.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: like beyond what I normally would see in New York and stuff, you know? And we're not that dirty and you guys are it cute not. yeah, yeah. It was, and it's and it's we we Weird. don't say like the fuck a lot and stuff you know what i mean like we we dance around it and we're smart about it and stuff right. so the audience was a little bit i think confused because they wanted us to be like dirty slutty whores i'm like no no we don't do that we we're trying to teach them a little yeah so it right, was right, a, little, right. a that little that particular crowd was rough but um otherwise for stand-up like we had like stand-up clubs all the time and that's not a problem at all right yeah. right right Zanies nashville yeah, october, 19?
0: comes Ooh, <laughs> october 19th october 19th Zaney's nashville go check out Reform tours <laughs> you're gonna love them uh so you enjoy would you say that you enjoy opening up for um musicians or playing not even opening up just starring uh headlining musician um based shows and rock venues, as opposed to uh, comedy venues, or is there always? Because you guys strike this gray compromise between music mm-hmm. and comedy, yeah, we say and the we music straddle it, both. <laughs> you straddle both, um, and the music is so good it stands on its own, and the comedy is so good it stands on its own as well. So, uh, what, which, what uh, do you guys prefer? Do you guys like the stand-up crowds or the music crowds? I
2: think it's. I prefer the music,
1: and then she. And prefers I think the I comedy tend to clubs. prefer the comedy clubs. I like what's them the, both.
0: What's though? the difference in reaction with the comedy? I guess you get you get the laughs. Uh, due to the lyrics in the comedy clubs which is pretty fun.
1: Yeah. what I like about the comedy clubs is that people are there to hear you. You know, and right. the music right. venues, it's more about being so drunk hard. and you're they're standing around and people are talking more and right, right. you know, it's not they don't they're not there to listen as much. They're more to like be at a show, you know. Whereas in comedy people sit down, they order their $40 drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like wanna hear what you have to say and I I really like that. And then you can just be a little bit more like it's more about the comedy then it's less about the music so.
0: Right. It's fun right. to have that. Yeah. But Marie, you enjoy the rock concerts a little bit more I because do. you I like feel to get so wild. Badass. Yeah. I feel
2: so fucking cool when we get to play these huge music venues and go out there. I mean, we definitely have to work really hard especially as an opening band cuz mm-hmm. nobody I mean, right. We're spreading the gospel of the horse, so little by little we're gaining all these big fans and stuff. Right. But, but when we start, first started touring with Less, like we'd go out there in front of you know twelve hundred people, right. nobody knew who we were, and especially they weren't expecting. You know, we come out in our cute little square dancing dresses mm-hmm. with our hair all curled and big, and you can see the audience like be disappointed at first. Like we walk sure. out, yeah, <laughs> and then we then we we start to talk, and then they then you it's like a wave of like, oh, I get it. They're just dirty little country girls, and then they're totally on board, right? But you you have to like work work at it, yeah. And it's, and it's two work. different
1: like muscles that you have to yeah. flex, and mm-hmm. I think that like. I enjoy flexing both muscles, but it mm-hmm. is a different. Ex- you kind of have to flip a tiny switch in you when you. Um, I remember when do, we, you know, right. we toured with Les, and then we came
2: back to the city, and we were performing at like the Pit, the People's Improv Theater, or something. And like we both came out very like big and like yeah. fucking rock stars. Yeah, yeah. And there was, like, And then, like, seven like, people in the audience <laughs> <laughs> <they're>
0: like, okay, <laughs> were like, why are
1: they yelling at us?" Oh, we're like, right. oh right. There's not like this a, a mass of concert. concert people. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: so what comes first for a uh, comedic? Uh, musician did you fall in love with music first or was it comedy I don't under I mean because I don't know how to play any any music whatsoever (laughs) I can't even like burp right I do not (laughs) I have so I'm I'm very very limited in my um, rhythm and any sort of musical abilities whatsoever so did you fall in love with comedy or was it music and who were some of your inspirations with those
1: I mean, I think we, I, I think we both sort of more started in the music world, and sent in one way or another. I, I, mm-hmm. I was a music major in college, and I took piano lessons as a kid, and took voice lessons, and I was honestly what I really fell in love with first was acting. Mm-hmm. So that was like the main thing, and then, um, but I was always kind of funny, and I was just telling someone the other day that like I was just like a weird kid. which is not surprising when you meet me but um of course my my mother would just she constantly was saying to me like stop being so weird you know and I was just always making jokes and stuff so I think that was always just part of what I did anyway
0: did your mother beat you with wire hangers or anything like that (laughs) no
1: wire hangers no no not, Sounds not like that a bad. real
0: mommy dearest situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so weird. Just lock me in the basement. No, it's not.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a super weird kid too. What about you, Marie? Was it music or uh, or or comedy or was it acting?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I I always loved music growing up. I was in the church choir. Oh, started when I was four years old, and then <laughs> I would even come back and sing during college because I loved singing. In the choir so much. Um, so music was always a part of, of my life, but especially acting. I started acting when I was really young. Yeah. And just love theater. Um,
0: my first role acting was in, uh, oh, I forget the name of the, <laughs> the community theater group now. But I was seven years old. I was cast as a tree. Yeah. I crushed it. I was the best tree Stevens Point, Wisconsin ever saw. Oh, my God. The Shoestring Players. There was the Shoestring Players. Wow. And there was a guy named Cliff. And he played the big bad wolf, and he he crushed it. I think he's yeah. dead now. Oh, but really no. nice guy when he was alive. Well, my
2: was... first part was a seaweed. Hey, not bad. We have so
1: much in common. My yeah, God. isn't that nice? Plants.
0: We can crush crush any role dealing with shrubbery.
1: Yeah, we destroy it. it. Well, I was a fox. So I
2: was... Oh no, mm-hmm. that's a, that's different. You P- got onion.
0: the real talent, Katie. Uh. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you got that real talent.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, when Katie and I met. I had been doing classes at UCB, taking improv, and yeah. um, I had bought a ukulele off the internet and was starting to this was to like watch.
0: 2008 or so, 2009? I mean, people went yeah, ukulele exactly. crazy. Yeah. 2008. There was something about the ukulele. People couldn't so get cute. enough of it. It's yeah, so cute. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know what it was, but I totally hopped on that bandwagon and just watched. I'm self-taught. I just watched all every youtube video possible out there amazing i mean i'm not that great <laughs> but
0: you're good you're great oh thanks Tim. yeah thanks. i've seen you perform many a time oh that's right well here's we a go. fun
2: story for your listeners all um, right well we we did a show with ben several years ago at irving plaza here in new york mm-hmm. and when oh, katie yeah. and i came off the stage all of our stuff had been stolen
0: there was a woman and uh, it was her birthday and this woman she's a trust fund gale. And uh, she has a production company. I won't name it because it's not even worthy of coming off my tongue. And uh, oh, it is man. a terrible, terrible production company. I'm telling you, Mike, it's one, of the worst, it's one of the worst production companies in the history of production companies. I believe it. All right. And uh, so she had, what was it, her 50th birthday? I mean, mm-hmm. it looked like her 70th. Oh, she does hard drugs. It. And uh, so the Reform Tours are on stage. I'm hosting this event. And I'll, I will say, crushing. I'm wasted. Just destroying the event. Uh doing very very well. Reform tours go on stage. They uh, they annihilate the audience. They can't get it enough. The the audience is uh, so enthusiastic. I mean, people are uh, you know spitting on the floor. They acted like camels when they saw you. They got so riled up. They Mom. get off stage, and then uh, lo and behold, Marie and uh, Katie they walk backstage, and what happened?
2: Well, our all of our stuff, stuff was gone. gone. Everything, purses, our our clothes were gone. They left the baby.
1: We have a baby, Um mm,
0: that's good. But yeah. they
1: we there was a guy that had been creeping back there the whole night and he Ugh. I actually talked to him, which is like the most fucked up part. And You he, guys talked to this guy. I I, yeah, I sat right next to him and he was like, Hey and we were I was like, Oh my god, the vibe on this guy is so right. bad. So creepy. But I didn't know he people he was back there for the whole time. It turned out he had like just snuck in with the load in. <laughs> at three o'clock. And nobody right. knew who he was. And they just, like, let him, nobody questioned it, and they just let him be there, because they weren't doing their job right, I guess.
0: The security, the bouncer, as a former bouncer, the, this guy right. uh, failed miserably at his job.
1: So, but
2: what what did you do? You went out to the audience.
0: So they found out, <laughs> I mean, keep in mind now, I've known these gals for years, and I'm six foot seven, I'm a huge man, and uh, Katie and Marie are very petite people, and, um... So I get very protective of my friends, and uh, so I there was a there was a, a headlining band, and they weren't very good, and. Uh, <laughs> They were uh, they were in the middle of a song the the lead singer broke and I ran on stage <laughs> and I grabbed the microphone and I oh just God. screamed I I don't even know Marie what did I say I don't even remember I what don't I
1: said know, you, just like you were like braiding. everybody stop like who stole the horses stuff like who's yeah. out with your stuff yeah everybody fr- locked down the doors or like you were like i really, really freaked was, out yeah it freaked was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, like it was great though we armor, felt great about
0: it yeah yeah I was very happy you were very
1: helpful though too because all of our our phones were stolen and stuff so we had to like find you know call people that like room and just yep. trying to get a hold of people and stuff.
0: I was yelling at the bouncer. I mean, I was definitely happy to be a huge man. No one knows how fat I am under shirt, you know, <laughs> under my shirt. So they're just like, he must be muscular. I got nothing. I mean I can be not. I have a very weak jaw. You look
2: very muscular, man. Yeah, but
0: it's all lard. Oh. It's all fat. It's all, it's all, I'm obese. But you know, they don't know that, which is which is very, very good. So they get so intimidated. I didn't rough him up, I just said he was a total failure, and his mother should be disappointed. Um, he and did she say should.
2: That yeah,
0: <laughs> He was a failure. Well and, yeah. And he didn't do a good job.
2: But they found the guy.
0: They found the guy a few months later. I don't think you guys got your purses back. No, yeah, we do not. But apparently this guy was just going around to all the venues and stealing random things, and yeah. uh it, inevitably they caught him.
1: And I heard when they caught him, he cried.
0: Thank God. <laughs> he should. And he should go to jail for a long time for yeah. stealing the reformed horse things. Yeah. There's no doubt about him. Um all right, we don't have a lot of time here left. But I do want to just get, you know, um, for people who want to do comedy, and especially for you know young ladies um, and and dudes who want to do musical comedy, a lot of people look down on it. and They have looked down on it, but why? I think it's in. I don't why do know why. I don't. I have no idea. I, I think it's why. because people uh, don't have the ability to do music and comedy. Yeah. And so a lot of right. people are just like, well, I can't do. I can't play music, but I can do comedy. So musical comedy, I'm against it because I can't do it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. Yeah.
1: I think there's all no, but I think there's a lot of. Bad musical comedy. Like, oh, there yeah, is, sure. I think that that's like the bigger issue that, like, there's just a lot of people that. Like, but there's a
0: bad, there's a lot of, bad, a lot of bad, comedy. bad comics.
1: But yeah, that's true too. But there's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's maybe more painful to watch like somebody struggling with an instrument and with jokes.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I
1: think like the
2: biggest thing that people say to us, especially this week we did all these shows in New York. And after we came off stage, like everyone's like, God, you guys are really good, good musicians and you're really funny. Right. You're like
1: duh, right? Yeah. But
0: that's very interesting (laughs) though. Because I didn't even really think about that. Yeah, you have to learn two arts at once. You have to learn how to be funny on stage, which is mm-hmm. not easy because right, people no. think that they can be humorous because they're funny at TGI Fridays during happy hour <laughs> with their work friends. And I'm sure they do kill it. Yeah. And I'm sure they're very funny mm-hmm. on TG, at TGI Fridays with their work friends. I'm sure they have a whole bunch of funny barbs. But uh, when you're on stage in front of a crowd that, like you guys have mentioned earlier, may not even want to see you, like when you open for Les right. Claypool, they're mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Who is this? Um, how was that? What are the growing pains behind learning the music... And then also learning how to be funny. I mean, this must be extremely difficult.
1: I mean, I think that, like, in our case, we just kind of went with what was working for us. So, like, we weren't trying to be anything other than what we were just good at naturally. And that that just happened. I think that that's actually a really good comedy lesson, period, for anybody doing stand-up or sketch or anything. It's like, don't try to be what you think other people want you to be. Just, like, do... What you think is funny, mm-hmm. and then we were lucky. Hopefully, it works. Whatever it was making each other laugh—that's
2: yeah. the thing with stand ups solo right. stand-ups. I—I I mean, I, I think like that's incredible for a person to go up there by themselves and just test what they think is funny, and then they have instant <laughs> success or failure. But yeah. with us, it's like if we—we we at least have each other to bounce stuff off, right. and then then we still have success yeah. or failure. <laughs> yeah, is... and sometimes it doesn't work,
1: and that's okay. That's yeah. part of it.
0: What are the benefits of being a weird kid?
1: Um, everything. I just think that all kids, you just gotta, I don't know. I loved being a weird kid. Right. I had a lot of friends. People were nice yeah. to me. I did not have a lot of boyfriends. That's <laughs> but, fine. You don't want them. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> but, um, your creativity. I mean, I just, like, let my creativity kind of go and right. it was just all over the place.
0: Which is perfect. What about
1: you? What did you like about being? Did you like being a weird kid? Do you feel bullied and stuff?
0: Well, I was bullied a little bit as a child. Uh, certainly, I was very quiet as a kid. I used to play a game on the bus. How little words can I say? And the Aww. most I could, uh, most I ever got away with was two, because people were always just like, "Hey, you have a huge head," and then I had to be like, "I know," uh, which was true, you know, because when you got a huge head, you got to recognize it, Mike. Big head. Got to address it. What can you do about it? <laughs> Nothing. You can't do anything about it. It's fine. And then in high school, I was bullied quite a bit my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the benefits of being a, uh, a weird kid, I think you are uh, isolated a lot and I think you have a lot of time to think and I think you have a lot of time yes. to um, yeah really express your creativity. My mother was... She would let me stay home from school just so we could go shopping together and play around. And so I was very, very close with her, Yeah, which was which was sweet. Probably why I don't like to wake up before noon. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> she was a very good mom. That's You're fine. always
2: going shopping.
0: Yeah. But you were more straight-laced, huh, Marie? Me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I, I was definitely- Because I think definitely... you're one of the
0: weirdest adults I know.
2: Oh thanks. Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. That is a compliment. <laughs> well, I was a middle child so I I you know a lot of people had like imaginary friends and stuff. I had my sisters to fuck with right. all growing up and then I had a lot of friends and I, I don't know. I, I my thing I think when I was growing up I was really really concerned about like being popular. Right, that really consumed me starting, like, in sixth grade, which was unfortunate. And, like, you know, you watch Mean Girls, and and everyone's like, oh, I can't—my high school situation wasn't like that. But mine was. My schools were, like, very clicky, and I was never— never that popular kid i was in marching band and i you know i was an artist and all that sort of stuff but i i I remember wanting to be friends with these girls that like were kind of mean to people
0: yeah now they're all pregnant they're obese they're wearing moo moos they all look like roseanne (laughs) and they're very depressed going through their second divorce so for all the weird kids listening out there keep on doing what you're doing and never forget it all it all ends high school will end
1: don't let people tell you what to do you know like don't worry about the popular kids they yeah. don't know they don't even know what they're doing
0: oh no no they just have they just have the better shoes you know i had the yeah. Spalding pump everyone had the oh. reebok but i got the Spalding pump oh
1: man That's devastating nice. oh.
0: but i'm gonna give my kid all the knockoffs because knockoffs make you better. Yeah. You have to be funny.
1: You don't have to give so it, it a to the be... corporate machine, right?
0: No, I think Spalding's a huge corporation. <laughs> oh, it is so okay. I don't, I don't it, know it's, it's no not well. doing. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for being here, Reform Tours. And again, check them out. What is it, October 19th in Nashville?
2: Well, we're going on a big tour um, in October, and we're going to be down in Florida. Oh, my Um. South Carolina, Georgia, and Nash, and, in and Knoxville and, and Nashville. You're yeah. going
0: to be doing that BB Kings in Orlando, the authentic BBs?
2: We are not, wow. but we will uh, be put our differences aside and go yeah. to Disney World for Katie's birthday. Yay,
0: hey, that's exciting. <laughs> you
2: have corporate. <laughs> We're going to set up <laughs> camp and just play every uh, theme park in Disney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until we get kicked out. And Until then we get, that's we'll fun. We'll just busk.
0: Oh, get kicked out of Disney. Who wants to be there? Um, all right. You guys are on Twitter, um, just yeah. at Reform right? Everything's
1: Reform 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 on Twitter, Reform on Facebook, Reform on Instagram. We have tons YouTube.
2: of
0: videos,
1: so definitely check out our
2: videos.
0: All right. And you can find Marie. You're also on Twitter, just as Marie Anderson, right? Marie.
2: Mafia underscore Marie. All
0: right. And Katie? I'm
1: as Kate's great. It's K. I think it's k 8s G R A, this is too hard. It's it sounds K-S3. like a password for a computer. <laughs> it's like yeah. is on is I thought very... it was the password. That's Let's quite. go with Katie
0: Frame. Um. All right. Thanks so much for listening. You can find Mike Coscarelli on Twitter at Mike Coscarelli. You can also listen to his podcast, Social Villains. And uh, Mike, how is the podcast network going? Going great. Going great. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to hear it. All right, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Kissel. And please listen to my other shows on Cave Comedy Radio, A Lincoln's Top at the last podcast on the left. And the round table of gentlemen. And uh, all right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you soon. And before we go out, we're going to listen to uh, Reform Tours singing Girls Poop 2 and Birth Control, which are two songs, not Girls po-. You got it. Right.
2: There seems to be a common misconception. Round the subject of ladies wrecked. And people say the girls don't defecate.
1: But we're here to tell you that that ain't true. Girls do indeed go number two. Yup, you heard us right, Yeah.
2: My cell phone rings every morning at 10 in the morning my cell phone sings time to take my birth control time to take my birth control cuz I love you baby but I don't want your baby so i take my birth control I know you make a really great dad but you're probably really really mad if I didn't take my birth control yeah didn't take my birth control cuz you love my baby but you don't want my baby so i take my birth control I know the pill makes me fat With the baby I'm twice as fat So I always say my a bird troll. troll, yeah Always say my birth troll. troll Cause I love my body baby it'd be bigger with the baby So I always say my bird troll Control. Oh, you better do that then. Ah, yes, a six-month pack. Thanks. You done? Mm-hmm. I can barely make my rent With the baby I moved to a tent So I always in my birth
1: control. control
2: Yeah, I always get my, my birth control. control Cause I don't Ooh. want a baby i would ruin my life so